Blog Talk Radio. and around the world, streaming live on the internet, it's Real Estate Coaching Radio, bringing you the latest news, interviews, and secrets of the top producers. Hosted by award-winning real estate coaches, Tim and Julie Harris. And welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We're going to have a fantastic show for you today. And of course, this is your only place online to get unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate economy. And, you know, this is something we've been talking about for a long period of time, over a year, and letting all of you know, existing coaching students, hopefully all have been paying attention, letting you know that we are at the very beginning stages of what will be probably the best real estate market. Yes, I said the best real estate market, even better than the bubble, you know, of our lifetimes. The reality of it is is that we're at the very beginning stages of a 7 to 10 year corrective real estate cycle and there's really no question that when you take the right actions in your business and you stay focused frankly on being of service and putting profit first in your practice you will come out of this incredible real estate market being a heck of a lot better off financially in every other way. So, Julie, I've been really enjoying a lot of the free coaching calls I've been doing um, because people are waking up to this incredible opportunity. I know you've had a lot of free coaching calls today. Share with the listeners some of the experiences you've been having. Sure, you got it. I would say the theme today, and it's funny how some coaching days have a theme that kind of emerges um, I don't know if that's the real estate gods, you know, deciding what the theme of the day is or what's happening. But I would say the theme today has been how to handle the epic amount of leads flowing into our coaching clients. And also some of the free coaching calls uh, have been interesting as well. But as far as our private students go, we've had a lead follow-up theme. And regardless of where the lead comes from, I've been drilling into their brains this concept of what we call relentless lead follow-up with intent to set appointment, which is more direct than how most agents think. A lot of them just think they're supposed to call and say, hey, I was thinking of you, call me when you're ready. Or worse yet, put them on some epic drip, drip system, which allegedly will make them call when they're ready. And we've been talking about the importance of direct communication by phone or face-to-face. So relentless lead follow-up with intent to set appointment focusing them on appointments because leads on their own really don't have that much value. It's appointments that lead to presentations that lead to closings. Well, I like what you said. And obviously, and I see our today's special guest, I believe, is on air with us, and I'll uh, chime them in in a second. I like what you said about what the intent of setting an appointment because that's really important. What's the difference between just doing lead follow-up and having a conversation versus doing lead follow-up with a set of uh, intent of setting an appointment? Explain to the listeners what that means. Well, I think it has a lot to do with the questions you ask and how well you're listening. So there's a big difference between just leaving some generic message or, worse yet, some people teach that you're not supposed to leave messages at all. So how is your lead supposed to know that you're turning them into a prospect or a client if you don't leave messages? So. You know, I think if you're calling just saying, hey, I was thinking of you, you know, let me know when you're ready, that's kind of lightweight. You're not really – it's like you're talking to a friend more than you're talking to a potential client. If you're calling them a lead, we have reason to believe that they want to buy or sell real estate with you. So the simple lead follow-up is, do you still have to buy or sell a home? 
it would be my pleasure to help you with that. So it makes you more direct, it makes you listen more, and it makes you be on top of it instead of just kind of going through the motions. That's right. And guys, when we come back, we have our very special guest for today's radio show, the president of National Association, Steve Brown. So the National Association of Realtors, Steve Brown, he's going to be with us after we take this quick commercial break. So make sure you're ready. Make sure, And, and we've written down a lot of great questions for Steve. Um, and Steve, I know you're listening right now, so hopefully you're ready. I know you are. <laughs> so when we come back, we'll be covering those questions with Steve, and that will be in about one minute. Look forward to it. Thank you. Is coaching right for you, and how can I guarantee it will work for me? Chances are you are asking yourself those questions right now. I'll answer those critical questions for you in just a moment. But first, let's be honest about something you may have always suspected. You've probably always known that the nation's top 1% of realtors, you know, those millionaire agents you see on TV, they possess a secret knowledge that the other 99% of agents do not have. Where did they learn what they know? And more importantly, how did they learn how to put this closely guarded information into money-making action? It's simple. They have a coach. Not just any coach. The nation's mega millions, top 1% of the realtors know that in order to maintain their almost unfair advantage, that they must have their own personal coach. A proven market-tested coach who has truly walked in their shoes, a coach who has worked with many of the nation's leading agents. At this point, you're probably ready to maybe try coaching. However, you don't want to be unfairly locked into a long-term ball and chain that coaching contracts can give you. It just makes sense that you should be able to try it before you buy it. Even more importantly, you want to have a coach who is the best of the best not someone who is simply assigned to you, or even worse, has never sold real estate. Can you imagine? If this is you, I have something for you right now that is exactly what you have been looking for. For the next 48 hours, Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching is offering you a free coaching call. This is a real coaching call with a real Tim and Julie Harris coach. Now, while you are thinking about it, why don't you visit us online? at freecoachingcallsforagents.com to get started. Once again, that is freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Now, let's be clear. This exclusive coaching opportunity is only available for the first 50 realtors who are stone-cold serious about their real estate business and know that in order to succeed at the highest level, they must hire a coach. So don't wait any longer. Take action now and visit us again at freecoachingcallsforagents.com to schedule your free coaching call. Again, that's freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Thanks so much. See you all soon. Okay, we are back. And without any further delay, I want to welcome today's radio show, Mr. Steve Brown, the president of National Association of Realtors. So, Steve, welcome to today's radio show. Uh, hi, hi, Tim. It's good to be here. It always is good to chat with you. And, uh, Steve, you know what's important? Thank you, you as well. What's important that folks understand is that you, um, you're a real estate broker from Dayton, Ohio, and you've been in the real estate industry for a long period of time. I think it's good for all the agents out there listening 
that they know their president has also, you know, been there, done that, same as they have. So could you share with the listeners where you sell real estate and if they wanted to send a referral to your brokerage, how they might sure. be able to do it? <laughs> sure, I would be glad to. I, I, Tim, my business partner, and I uh, own a company by the name of Iron Gate Realtors. Uh, we are a, um, a six office. Uh, we have six offices, about 285 agents, uh, 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 specializing in residential real estate and also in commercial sales. And we have uh, uh, affiliate uh, operations in mortgage, uh, in title, and insurance. And so we are um, uh, very much of a full-service uh, real estate house. And, yes, I am, a, I am a selling broker, as is my business partner. We've always been – both of us have always uh, been uh, in, the, in the real estate sales and listing business. So uh, – I, I I would say that um, the heartache of losing a listing and gaining a listing, the joy of gaining a listing, I understand very much. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I know. It's funny. Uh, you never quite lose that, do you? I mean, even as the president of the National Association of no. Realtors, the, the feeling of taking a listing, that's still pretty – that's pretty an, an intensely good feeling, that's for sure. There, there's really a thrill that. to put the, there's really a thrill putting that sign in the yard and and of course on the other uh, the other end of the spectrum is uh, it still hurts when you lose a listing and um, uh, no matter what because I think uh, and I think that's true of of any good real estate agent who because you we, we take this work very personally and um, someone some people will say oh it's business you can't bat a hundred you know you can't bat a thousand you've got to You've got to, uh, you know, lose some, but um, I think the good agents, it all, they always feel it, no matter what. That's right. So I, I wrote down some questions specifically about National Association of Realtors because it occurs to me, Steve, that a lot of agents really are kind of unclear about how critical the National Association of Realtors is to their livelihoods, directly to their livelihoods. And if, and if you don't mind, I'll tell a quick story. During the whole real estate unraveling. Um, the banks were lobbying the Treasury Department for the rules and regulations with regards to HAFA. And um, the HAFA documents and the agreements on how commissions were going to be working, we're not going to talk about rates and any of that sort of thing, obviously. But what had happened was the banks had essentially made it so that the Treasury Department was literally about to allow the banks to dictate to rate agents and brokers what the commission rates were going to be. And the National Association of Realtors, and we did a – this is now seven years ago. We did a call about this with someone from uh, NAR about this very topic. But the National Association of Realtors listeners, they stepped in, and they actually put a stop to what was about to happen because in many ways, had that happened, uh, realtors would have been facing having to deal with commission objections at the time when we should have been focusing on – obviously helping folks get out of underwater houses and doing what was really best for our local communities in the industry. So, you know, it's interesting to me, Steve, that in this day and age where NAR is so critical to our industry, it's so misunderstood. Um, and as president, what have you, what's been the biggest headwind that you've experienced? What's the, the biggest surprise you've had as president of the National Association of Realtors? Well, I, Tim, I can't say there's been a surprise. It, it's just the, I would say, what is uh, what you realize when you're in this position is the intensity of these issues uh, uh, because they are very critical to to each and every professional real estate um, uh, agent uh, throughout the country. 
uh, when you look at the legislative concerns that we're dealing with, when you look at the regulatory concerns that we're dealing with, all of these in, in, in every single area, these issues directly affect what goes in the pocket of each and every one of our realtors. Uh, and furthermore, and, and equally and if not more important, it, it affects the consumer. And it, it affects the consumer in their property ownership and the advantages that they have in property ownership. And I never apologize for a system that that is that is uh, helpful to the consumer. Our current uh, tax uh, 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 structure is is helpful to the consumer because it incentivizes the consumer uh, to to own property. And the and we all know the the uh, direct impact uh, on when when a, when a neighborhood has a lot of properties that are personally owned. There's a difference in the neighborhood. Crime goes down, school attendance goes up, grades go up, graduation scales go up, um, all of the civic involvement increases. So there's great advantages to our to our. Uh, work uh, that are not even often thought of. We always look at the numbers. We always look at the economic benefit uh, to the community and, and and to our industry. But but we also, I think, are uh, need to be keenly aware of the societal benefits uh, of property ownership. You know, in, Day- in Dayton, Ohio, where you're uh, based, um, you know, Julie and I are from Columbus, so we're you know we're familiar with Dayton. Uh, there's a Dayton's an example of what happens basically when um, the ownership. And there's been certain parts of Dayton that really are going through a lot of flux right now. That's been a challenging market to sell real estate in for a long period of time. So you've had firsthand experience from what you're saying. This isn't just theoretical for you, which I hope you know people appreciate because it's definitely an important thing. No, um, I live this, uh, Tim. I I live this every day, and and I have for the past 38 years. So um, this this is. Uh, not only my my work, it's uh, it's certainly my passion. Joel, so so Steve, you know, just to help our listeners, you are the 2014 president of National Association of Realtors. What exactly do you do as president of NAR? <laughs> well, I answer a lot of emails <laughs> from, <laughs> from from members. So a lot of members. Uh, uh, when when we first uh, came out with my um, editorial in in January, uh, one member wrote and said, "Yeah, but you didn't include his email. Is he is he real? Is he or is this just uh, uh, saying uh, he's um, uh, open and to discussion and conversation, or is that just a platitude?" And and so the next uh, publication, I published my email. I mean, you can go online and find it in a in a blink. I, I want people to know my email address because hopefully there would be some potential uh, customer base uh, that that would uh, be reaching out to me as well. But uh, certainly um, answering members' concerns uh, is a part of the job. Secondly, representing the National Association of Realtors, which is the largest trade association in the U.S. Uh, in in various uh, uh, venues uh, throughout the country and in fact uh, throughout the world, uh, and and um, so certainly a lot of my work uh, is built around um, uh, going to different places in our country, explaining the issues that we are concerned about from a legislative um, uh, standpoint, tax reform standpoint, GSE reform. 
um, all of those issues to then, in fact, being a part of the advocacy efforts uh, on Capitol Hill in a very real and personal way in, in talking to our elected officials about the issues that are of concern to us, real estate issues. And uh, a lot of times uh, you find this work, uh, I, I would say perhaps uh, along your lines, you, you're there to educate people because some people just don't understand uh, the the impact of, of real estate ownership and what it means to our country and, and what it means to the individual and how how that American dream is, is not just about economics but is something about far more uh, cultural and far more personally intense than um, uh, than uh, you can imagine and, and why uh, tax code, for example, uh, some people will look at, and these are the kinds of things we explain. When you look at some of the tax benefits that we have today, a mortgage interest deduction, which is uh, frequently threatened um, by um, by our uh, uh, Congress, or at least there's a discussion about it, uh, always questioning, is it still valid? Is it still important uh, for the American consumer? Uh, but, but when you sit down and you explain things, you're, you're an educator. You, you all are educators. You, you help us all understand our industry better, and, and uh, hopefully uh, we can, I can be in a position this year to more effectively share uh, the impact of their decisions, of elected officials' uh, decisions upon our business. Steve, what do you feel are the biggest issues that our industry is currently facing? Well, um, I mean, there are there are a lot. You've got, uh, of course, you, we've got our legislative concerns, which uh, boil around uh, uh, tax reform. Uh, you have GSE, the government-sponsored enterprises, Freddie and Fannie uh, reform. We're very concerned about that, that we would keep a government guarantee in place that gives us a 30-year fixed-rate product that is only the envy of people from around the world. Uh, certainly a part of the reason why we've been able to increase home ownership in this country as much as we have. Um, uh, there, but, but, you know, it's just not about um, legislative and regulatory issues. It's also about issues about uh, remembering why we first came together as a national association of realtors. And that was because we saw a lot of scoundrels in and about uh, the real estate uh, area who were not practicing real estate in an honest and fair way. And so a group of uh, men got together and said, we can't, we can't tolerate this. We need to uh, group ourselves together and call our members to a higher standard. And, and certainly, uh, the reminder of our code of ethics uh, is is always a, an, an issue, and along with that, the professionalism that the code of ethics uh, drives. Um, and so, another issue this year that we are dealing with is the the very professionalism of our association itself. That the local, the state, and the national association would would strive to better serve our members and and serve our members with all the services and products that we have available, not just represent to them a minimum of services and products. Um, I think that's a big shift uh, in, in where what we are thinking this year is that we are not an association to deliver a minimum of services. We are an association to deliver all services and products that our members need to, to be more effective, be more professional, be more successful in, in their businesses. 
Um, we also, I think, uh, global issues are always a, a concern that, that we begin to be able to share our business model of, of cooperation and fairness and honesty and uh, with with people throughout the world and, and, and not only share our business model but encourage uh, and facilitate uh, investment, certainly in our country. Uh, that's... Uh, I think that's a, a key mission now of the association is to reach out uh, beyond our, our own country uh, and to touch uh, uh, real estate investors throughout the world. Last year, there was nearly $94 billion, $94 billion spent by foreigners in investing in real estate in the U.S. I mean, that's a that's a big big part of our um, of our business and, and we need to encourage that so I guess that gives you uh, uh, some ideas of, of what we're dealing with Steve do you mind if we take on maybe a little bit more controversial topic with regards to syndication uh, go right ahead sure okay <laughs> okay so I mean that is a topic that is just seems to be bubbling up and everyone's talking about it and if people aren't talking about it just because they don't know really how I think really we're at this pivotal point for our industry with regards to data. Um, you know, we've allowed, uh, our industry seems to have allowed the, uh, some non-industry controlled uh, entities to enter into our space. And, and in a lot of ways, we've been, I don't know, complacent in allowing them to come between us and the homeowners that we want to serve, the homeowners and home buyers. And, you know, there's been lots of studies that have been done that have proven that syndicating, i.e., Allowing a home for sale to be seen on dozens of different websites does nothing uh, in terms of increasing the seller's net. In other words, the idea of syndicating a listing to dozens of different sites does not result in a higher sale price for the seller, as originally was believed and maybe, I think, sold to the industry seven, eight years ago. So what is NAR's stance on brokers who want to put their foot down, their feet down, about allowing their listings to be over-syndicated? Because it does feel in a lot of markets, Steve, that we're losing control. The very people that we have dedicated many of our lives, many of us have dedicated our lives to serve, and, we're, and there's, there's now, we're losing control of that. What, what's NARS, what are the rumblings inside the National Association of Realtors about this? Well, uh, Tim, certainly the National Association of Realtors is is not going to come out with a policy or a position on on what a broker should or should not do with his or her listings. Um, it, it, I mean, there are, I think, a broker today, and, and I think the role of the National Association of Realtors is to provide uh, brokers information and knowledge about uh, the effectiveness of syndication, uh, and, and but how they choose, how a broker chooses to um, to operate his or her business is is in fact their business. Um, with that said, th there is a notion that um, uh, within our industry, certainly this is not an NAR driven discussion, but within our industry, there's a notion that we should retain or hold back our listings and not syndicate those to every single possible aggregate site there is on the on the internet um and um and then there are others that are going to argue uh you know that uh, barn door was open too long ago and 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 you know it's too late to close it up but i certainly i think where nar is is very much coming from and that is so when we go as realtors 
we represent the most accurate, most professional information uh, that a client can rely upon. That's what we stand for in our in our very based upon our very code of ethics. And so uh, it's it's I think very uh, prudent for every realtor to make sure that his or her listings are are in places that that retain their accuracy and that that give them an opportunity to reach out to maybe a consumer base that they may or may not be able to touch. But for NAR, NAR is not in a position to take a to make a make a uh, recommendation that oh send it here or don't send it there. I mean that's that's just not within our purview. But at the same time, it is on in a within in our um, uh, work to provide a website that a consumer facing website that is accurate. And and of course we have partnered with Realtor.com, which. Uh, uh, I don't think anyone in the marketplace would would ever dispute the fact that Realtor.com does have the most timely, uh, the most accurate information, the most reliable information on real estate uh, in in the internet world, and and that's where we're going to build our uh, that's where we're going to build our our um, uh, recommendations towards it, helping that site uh, become more effective in the marketplace. Well, that's right. worth drilling down on. Just, just that's worth drilling down just for a second, because that really, again, that's something, Steve. That uh, it's surprising how many agents don't know what you just said. So obviously, Realtor.com is an industry-influenced, uh, if not controlled, site. Guys, Realtor.com is it, it has instant access in most cases to all the listings that come for sale in pretty much every MLS market in the country. The other sites don't. So if you're competing with or if you're trying to explain to a seller why you choose to only have your listings featured on Realtor.com, this isn't Steve Brown saying this. This is you know Tim and Julie Harris suggesting this, that you only choose to have your listings featured on Realtor.com, that you explain to the seller the reason is for the reasons that Steve just stated, because Realtor.com has the best, most up-to-date information in real time versus these other sites. As you guys know, it's often incomplete. It's you know, questionable, and that does nothing but frustrate the potential buyers for that seller's house. So as you're, you know, as a real estate practitioner and as a listing agent in many cases, it is your job to do the best you can at representing that seller. And I'm sure everyone will agree, it just makes sense, that that means that you limit where you put the house and where you do choose to put the house is going to have the best information to get the best price and terms for that seller. Hopefully that makes sense to everybody. It certainly makes sense to I know many of our coaching students. And Julie, you had a question? Right. So, Steve, as a successful broker, which I think is you know, huge as president now president of NAR, mm-hmm. what advice do you have for agents who are either new to the industry or newly back in real estate? Well, um, get training. Uh, it, it, there is a First of all, learn everything you can. Constantly keep learning everything you can. The market, our industry is changing and evolving. And I'm not just talking about technology, 
but you need to be knowledgeable about the laws that govern our business and pertain to real estate, the, the tax laws, uh, everything, and, and federal flood insurance and what that means. You need to stay on top of these issues if you're going to be uh, an effective professional uh, real estate agent. You, you just have to. Uh, you can seek out the designations that are these affiliates of NAR, the CCIMs, the commercial area, the SIORs, the industrial designations, the RLI, the Realtor Land Institute uh, designation. These folks are specialists. They're realtors. They're specialists in these different areas, uh, the CRBs, the uh, Certified Residential Brokers, the CRSs, the Certified Residential Specialists, these are the folks that, that have really drilled down, if you will, and, and gained a, an expertise that is second to none. You can't go anywhere and find this kind of good information and helpful information uh, on, a, on a personal basis. There's no college courses you could take uh, uh, that, that would provide you with this kind of information. So I would encourage agents to seek out uh, some of the designation education that is easily available uh, through, uh, through the affiliates of NAR. Secondly, um, I, I think that it's, it's very important for, the, for an agent who's serious about his or her work to get involved in the industry through the realtor organization because what we do at the realtor organization affects how you do business. Um, you mentioned, Tim, about the uh, commission situation. I mean, and, and multiply that issue by 10 times or, or more over the past few years. Um, our advocacy work when it comes to the flood insurance information, advocacy work when it, when it, when it comes to these regulatory definitions that, that will critically affect the flow of capital and the mortgage uh, financing are, are all issues that our industry, that NAR is discussing and talking about and handling. So get involved. Uh, uh, not only do you learn a lot about your industry and the, and the things that affect it, but you also have a great opportunity to network with other fellow realtors uh, and, and set up that referral base uh, uh, that is so critical. Uh, and, and if you step back and look at what's the number source of number one source of, of your business, of my business, of any realtor's business, it's a referral source, and, and this gives you a great opportunity to network with other professional realtors and, and establish relationships that um, uh, are critical. Uh, to I, that, that has been one, if, if, Tim, you mentioned earlier, what, what's surprising about, well, it's surprising to me of, of the long-term friends and associates that I've had in and through the realtor industry. When I think of referring a client, I think of them first, and, and in many cases, uh, from time to time, uh, they've referred clients to me. So, uh, again, this is all a part of being involved and committed, uh, an involved and committed professional, and, and uh, into the future, uh, that's what the realtor must be, involved, committed, and professional, uh, if he or she is going to be truly successful and, and leave a legacy that's beyond just a sales record but leave a legacy that affects our own country. No, oh, that's definitely true. You know, there was an interesting report that National Association of Builders came out with, I believe it was last year, that showed definitively that agents with more education actually have a greater uh, income 
and there's a direct correlation between and, and of course we are National Association of Realtors affiliates on our uh, website an agent can uh, enroll in any of the National Association of Realtors endorsed designations so Steve co- coaching and training going forward you mentioned that um, for agents getting in the business agents that are in the business why is that so critical <clears throat> well I'll tell you why it's critical um, and th- this might be a funny way of answering that question Tim but um, there are some brokers who, who uh, when they hire, they're, uh, when they're in the recruiting, uh, recruiting for their company, hiring new agents, they they hire indiscriminately. They hire, uh, they just don't even look at the training, or they don't provide the training and the education that that. Um, uh, a new agent needs in, in the marketplace, and and I had one broker broker who said to me, Steve, I I think of hiring a new agent like I think of mud. I throw it again. I throw it's like you throw mud against a wall, and some and some sticks, and some doesn't. Uh, and and he was kind of making a joke, but that's how he operated his company. Uh, just hire them all in and some will make it and some won't. Yeah, as a as a real estate agent, you've got to associate yourself with a firm that's dedicated to your professionalism and your growth and and then 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 in getting the basics from your brokerage, then that's when a company uh, the services like a personal coach like what you and what you Tim you and Julie do uh in that's where the benefits come in uh, in taking yourself just above and beyond the the mass uh, of people. You know, uh, one trainer told me once. He said uh, he was talking to a group of 300 people in our local market, and he had all these great ideas uh, about how to improve your business. And and um, one of the people from my company raised her hand. Well. She said, "Well, you've just told us all these great secrets of how to improve our business, but but uh, uh, you've told them to all me and my competitors. So, what good is it going to do?" And he said, "Because only one or two of you, out of the room of 300, are really going to do it. And and you know, realtors pride themselves on being entrepreneurs, of, of being independent contractors, of being their own business people." But sometimes we have to we have to implement uh, uh, the things that we are hearing and learning and sitting in front of the computer and and and, and researching. We've got to we've got to implement, and that's that's the difference between the 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 ordinary average agent and the and the spectacular agent, the high producing agent, is is they've taken that step between just hearing it and implementing. Uh, all the principles that they have heard, and 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 what that boils down to at the end of the day is simply, they've learned how to work effectively. They've learned how to uh, work regularly and and uh, consistently. And I think I that's, hear the uh, yeah. yeah, I hear the passion in your voice when you're talking about this, and I really appreciate it. You know, because it's true. And sometimes, Steve, it's interesting having been coaches for a long time, where people struggle. Or is they're they're really confused about what it means to be a real estate agent. They don't understand that really what this business is is all about being of service. I mean, at the end of the day, that is what we do. We serve other people. And education and training and coaching and all those things, they are, I mean, obviously agents are independent contractors and entrepreneurs, as you said, 
But the reality of it is it really should be mandatory because how can you actually be of service to buyers and sellers in your community if you're not um if you don't have the education to do so and and it is interesting, you know, reeling back to that NAR report with regards to edu- there's a direct correlation between education and income. Guys, it, it can't be any more obvious than that. So, you know, I mean, if the National Association of Realtors designations are excellent, and hopefully a lot of you will embrace those. So definitely get involved. And, Steve, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> like I said, I could hear your passion about this very topic when you were talking about it. Uh, long-term success in real estate. Uh, is most agents' goals. At least that's if you were to ask them, that's what they would say. So when you're having, when you have a uh, NAR member come up to you, or maybe one of your own agents in your brokerage, and they ask you what are the two or three things that they should be doing every day, what would you tell them? Well, um, so in in every uh, in every transaction that you do, um, live up to your word. If you tell them you're going to do something, do it and do it in a timely basis. Uh, it, it, that's service. Always be honest, even when it's difficult to be honest. I, I know sometimes when you when you have a, uh, a a house that's not very nice, it's 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 uh, uh, difficult to deliver the message that um, you know what, folks, this is um, below par, and you're going to get an offer that's below the market because of it. Uh, you've got to be honest. You've got to be straightforward. Uh, I think people are afraid of that sometimes. I mean, that's human nature, isn't it? But uh, uh, you, you've got to be straightforward with your clients. You, your clients have to depend upon you to to do the things that you promised in when you were sitting in that listing call or when you were interviewing them the first time as a as a uh, as a buyer pers- uh, prospect. Um, so be honest. Always follow up. Uh, I think one key to my own success in sales is um, I um, it, it, once I I sell a, a client a home uh, I, uh, I I stay with them and um, I I send them a quarterly newsletter I send them a gift at the holidays uh, and and the other piece Tim and Julie I would add on this is that I think a successful agent realizes that you never stop selling the the house or the property. Uh, you, you sell it the first time, yes, and then you give people the confidence that they made the right decision as they're going through the inspection process and the appraisal process. And then when they go to the closing and they have to write that big check or leave it, uh, a, a huge down payment or a take on it, a, a tremendous financial obligation. Uh, you need to give them the confidence that they've made the right decision uh, for their business, for their family. And then after the fact, it, it, years down the line, I mean, if you mean it, you have to tell them, you know what, and I, I can honestly say I, when, it, when I uh, have sold a home, in most every case, I love the home that I sold these people because I believe I believe it was a right home for them. And my job is is never as a, to be a successful agent is to sell a house. The house must sell itself. And so every day, you you give people the information and the knowledge and the confidence to make the right decision that you feel is right for them in buying this particular property. Uh, if you try to, I sold one house uh, in my career. I sold it to these folks. I sold it. I said, this is a house. And they believed me and they bought it. But they never bonded. Now, this was when our market was different. And 
within within nine months, they called and said, Steve, we just don't like it. Well, we were able to turn around and sell it, and they made a little profit, and everything was okay. But it put them through a, several months of uh, um, maybe not contentment. And um, then I sold them a house that, that uh, they love, and they're still there. So um, uh, as a, to be a successful agent, You've you've got to have a heart and an understanding for your client that you're serving, and they have to then accompany that heart with knowledge, with expertise, and and the client deserves nothing less than both your heart and head in a transaction. Absolutely, so Steve, Julie. You know you've got a lot of listeners right now. If you could get any message out to the NAR members who are listening moving forward into the rest of 2014, what message would you like to get out to them? Um, to, to get involved in your, in your local uh, association, to be active, to, to go there to contribute, to go there to receive, to go there to be educated, uh, get involved in your association. Uh, I think that that's, that's one thing I would tell them. Second thing is to always understand, and I'm going to use a very familiar adage when I say that, say this, if real estate is your profession, then politics is your business. We have got to be in an advocacy position as an industry to continue to educate our elected officials as to why certain tax policies are important and that they, they can't look at tax incentives as loopholes. They're, they're anything but. Our forefathers and mothers in this country realize the importance of a nation of homeowners. FDR said a, home, a nation of homeowners is undefeatable, and, and I believe that. The more I get, the more I go into this whole area, I believe that that's the that's why people came to this country for our freedom to be the king of their own castle, not to be subject to a to a a, a king in, in, in his own rules, but to be the king of their own castle, the, the queen of their own court, um, to understand then the the importance of their work and how important it is not only just to the individual uh, who's buying or selling, but also the the implications to the, our community and and then to our our nation as a whole, and where they can really get in touch with this whole feeling and 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 uh in in scope of their work is through the realtor organization uh it's it's no organization is perfect but it is an organization that can move and respond to their needs and the consumer needs and it's the only organization that stands and represents real estate consumers throughout the country and that in itself is a, is a great calling and a great work and so i would I would I would just ask people to contribute your time and your money to the realtor organization. Well stated, and we couldn't agree more. You know, we're obviously long-term advocates of what everything National Association of Realtors do. We we sort of half jokingly suggest to members that when they're paying their dues every year that they put a little smiley face and say thank you on the memo section of their checks. That's right. But you right. don't. Yeah, I mean, but seriously, in D.C., guys. National Association of Realtors, they are the only lobbying organization that is standing up for our industry, for homeowners' rights, and also for your business. If you want to make it personal, if you don't really see the big picture like what Steve was just explaining, you know, think of it this way. It is It would be very realistic to have, have happened in the past seven, eight years 
that real our industry could have just been gutted had it not been the National Association of Realtors. Guys, there are definitely threats to our business model that are happening right now. Be aware of them. You know, the, Steve talked about the tax incentives. The politics of housing matter. So do get involved. Get involved in a, a, at the very lowest level of just being a great, great practitioner. I say lowest, but it's actually the most important thing. Become really good at what you do. Be proud of what you do. It's an honor to help someone buy or sell real estate. So, Mr. Steve Brown, I really appreciate your time today. I know I know you're busy, and I don't. I feel guilty for actually asking you another question. So, please, you know, thank you very much for being on our radio show today. And again, please share with the listeners how they can get in contact with you if they'd like to send a referral your way for your real estate brokerage. Sure, uh, it, it, it's Iron Gate Realtors, and it's. Uh, uh, irongaterealtors.com, and you could put it to my attention. We'll be glad to to service it uh, in the in the finest way that uh, can be done. But uh, Tim and Julie, I also want to I also want to sign off here by by uh, saying to your listeners that there are very few um, uh, real estate people like you are that are so personally and I, you've used the word passionately with me. I would I would return that to you. Are passionately involved in in our industry, and um, I I've enjoyed all of our correspondence and and your your good questions, your probing questions, and your um, in concern in areas, for example, the mortgage relief uh, uh, that that we've talked so often about that hopefully will be extended yet sometime this year. It looks like it will be, but it hasn't happened yet. But but uh, thank you for for what you do for our industry. Uh, you are a both of you are a wonderful voice. Uh, for all that's best in the realtor organization in our industry. So I thank you. Well, quite a compliment, Steve, and I thank you. And, and so for listeners, again, I hope you guys go go back and listen to this today's radio show. Listen to what Steve is asking for you to do and understand how critical it is that you do become involved in your local community at the very grassroots level. Mr. Steve Brown, President of the National Association of Realtors, thank you sincerely for being on today's radio show. And for everyone else, tomorrow we are interviewing, um, what is this, I forget, is Louise Ortiz from, uh, a lot of you guys know him from, uh, what is it called, Selling New York, Millionaire Agent, I'm not sure what, but it's tomorrow on tomorrow's radio show. So in the meantime, Steve, thank you for uh, participating today. And for everyone else, thank you for listening in. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.